0: Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast where we break down every episode of the 10 season show. Today we're talking about season two, episode 21. Everybody's talking about it.
1: Mary, what happened this week? The government is funding a public health survey for teens about sex and there was something on TV about it. Andrea and John Griffin were on TV, and Brandon's jealous because only his elbow was on TV. No Mike Wazowski energy here. <laughs> <laughs> Due to protests, the survey is canceled. Andrea and John Griffin attend a school board meeting to propose West Beverly make condoms available to its students. Cindy hosts a parent meeting to discuss the issue. David's dad butts heads with some other dad named Bill. Donna's mom takes the floor and preaches about abstinence because it's what her doctor husband would have wanted. Donna speaks up with a very good argument as to why teaching abstinence is good, but teaching contraception is just as important. Because of Donna's speech, David assumes she's DTF and asks Steve and Brandon (laughs) where when the free condoms will be ready. Steve tells him to just go buy some. David buys way too many condoms. Donna makes (laughs) it very clear he won't be needing them. Andrea wants to run a series of stories written by students. or students' experience with sex for a special edition of The Blaze. Brenda plans to write about her pregnancy scare, but when Dylan finds out, he's not happy because the story involves him, too. Brandon gets butthurt about all Andrea's safe sex projects because he wasn't consulted as a member of the editorial board. Andrea accuses him of being jealous, and I don't think she's wrong. (laughs) Brandon basically tells her she doesn't know what she's talking about because she's a virgin. Rude. (laughs) Rude. When the school board votes not to allow West Beverly to make condoms available to its students, John and several other students volunteer to hand out informational packets about safe sex. Kelly and Andrea both don't go and have a heart-to-heart about Brandon rejecting them and how sex is definitely not a race. Andrea runs into John and finds out he wrote a piece for the paper about being a virgin. Andrea asks him to join her to pass out the sex flyers and then go to a movie after. It's cute. I ship Jondria now and I'm not sorry. Jackie Taylor is pregnant with Mel Silver's baby. <laughs> I, so much happened in this episode. I think I like Jondria better than
2: I like Stondria.
1: Ooh. I like I it do for, ne- I do right now. I do right now.
0: And I, well, I I like it for different reasons, right? Like yeah. I feel like John is like super into Andrea. He's so into Andrea.
2: I like him. I'm actually really happy that John Griffin has become a character. Yeah, me too. I'm sure he'll last like one more episode and that's it. Sure. But it makes me happy. Like the first thing I said was John Griffin appears again. Mm -hmm. Like I was just so happy he was there. And I like that like – the dynamic between him and Brandon. Oh, yeah. Because they're all on the editorial staff, and John is just clearly better.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of interactions that happen between John and Brandon that are contenders for line of the week. So I wrote it's a couple so down. Good. <laughs>
2: but, like, no, I love this episode so much yeah this is a great episode this is a fantastic episode like even at the beginning when they're watching the news and andrea's like oh my god there i am and there's Mm -hmm. john and then brandon's behind everybody else it was like even the editors are like tired of him
0: oh yeah i mean also yeah total mike wazowski like i totally (laughs) didn't make the connection but that's i can't believe it i know
2: (laughs) i'm on tv (laughs) except brandon brandon's like i can't believe i didn't make it yeah like He's like, yeah, there I am. They're like, I'm sorry, where? That's like, <laughs> it's the least important part of this too. It's like, yeah. I can't believe they didn't see me. You didn't do anything. You walked out of a building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it also doesn't matter
0: at all, but they had to do something to like give him motivation for being such a jerk this episode. I,
2: lo- I will say like probably my biggest criticism of this episode is that very little of what Brandon did was actually consistent. Yeah, or important for that matter. Oh my God, none of it was important. <laughs> yeah. Like, they were all over the place with him. Totally. Um, I will say this episode was written by Karen and Charles Rosen, mm. and I was very excited when I saw their names come up. Yeah, they've usually been doing the good ones, right? So, I have it pulled up. Karen actually did um, Isn't It Romantic, which was last season when they had the sex ed talk. Oh. So, she's done both the sex ed episodes. Okay. Um she did Fame is Where You Find It. Oh. She did Camping Trip. Oh, I did love Camping Trip. Uh, Down and Out in Beverly Hills and The Next 50 Years. Down and Out was? Um, I um, think that was- Andrea Living with Grandma Rose. Yeah, oh, Down and Out of okay. District. Sorry. That's and, okay. That was just in parentheses, so. And then Charles has done The Basketball Episode, mm. The Gentle Art of Listening, mm. East Side Story. Oh, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they did Fame is where you find it together. Cute. He did spring training. Spring training. Was that the baseball? Uh, baseball? Oh, right. And then this season so far he's done a lot. He did the Party Fish, Ashes <laughs> to Ashes, unfortunately. Oh boy. The next 50 years, a competitive edge. Oh boy. <laughs> and everybody's talking about it.
1: Okay. So, so he gets all the sports episodes and she, she gets, gets the, the sex, sex episodes. episodes. But also, she gets both episodes where she leaves Brandon on the cutting room floor, so I really <laughs> like her. <laughs> Fair.
2: Good oh my job, God, Karen. I didn't even realize that she does. She's like, you know what? I like Brandon. No one in universe likes Brandon. Right, right, right. At least she's, like, self-aware. <laughs> Plus, like, they're pretty consistent with what they've shown because I feel like Brandon has acted consistently in all of those episodes, and then, yeah, she gets the sex episodes, and... All of her sex ed episodes are just about AIDS, which... Right. Or abstinence. The two A words. Well, those are your only options. Right. AIDS or abstinence. (laughs) (laughs) It was the 90s after all. Right. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I mean, that's like the beginning of it Mm -hmm. is they're watching this new segment and everyone gets all excited about it until Brandon's not on it. Mm -hmm. And then mom and dad go to bed and Dylan and Brenda just start making out hard. That's fine. (laughs) i just i love it like they're just like oh we're still in a room with like other people including your brother doesn't matter (laughs) yeah i will
0: say though this whole episode just reinforced how much chemistry they have with each other it was so good they it's like they've been to which obviously it's a fictional tv show but it makes it feel like they've been together for like five years you know what i mean like I don't know. They just work so well together. They're actually like a healthy relationship and I just appreciate it, but they don't take it too seriously. You know what I mean? It's like, they're not trying to say, oh my God, let's make every episode hat. Like Dylan and Brenda should have a conflict and then they need to resolve it. It's just like, this is just them existing and being in a relationship, which let's be real, 90% of relationships, you're just existing. Yeah. Like you don't have a fight every day. Or if you do, you probably shouldn't be in a relationship with that person. And I just appreciate it. Yeah. Dilda appreciation.
2: When they get to the part at the, like, really close to the end where he finds out about the essay, I kind of wish they'd handled it a little differently. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, it's probably pretty true to character and, like, true to being a teenager of how they handled it. Well,
0: and just true to being in a relationship because I know we're skipping way ahead. But
2: basically, my thought on that was, like, this is a situation where they're both kind of right. Like, Well, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like... The way they handled the fight mm-hmm. was that Brenda backed down so that they wouldn't break up, mm-hmm. but she probably should have backed down because she knew he was hurt that she didn't talk to him about it. Yeah. Like, but it's that like, was literally my only thing was like, yeah. It, there was a perception that she just backed mm-hmm. down because he was mad at her, not True. because they had a valid discussion, but because they spent so much time talking about so many things, Mm -hmm. you kind of had to condense that. Mm -hmm. But like, it's not how I usually hate how the episodes spend so much time talking about something and then like throw in some random side story. Like this one really had everybody doing the exact same thing. It was one story and everyone was involved. That's true. And I loved it.
0: And it was just showing from different perspectives and how, and that's kind of the point of the episode is that it's not black and white. It's not just AIDS or abstinence or you know uh unwanted pregnancy or whatever it is it's like or feelings if you're Brandon yeah just all the feelings the sex like that could that could have been quote of the week um (laughs) (laughs) but it's different for
2: everyone that is the point like everyone's experiences are different well and I love that they really touched on everyone's experiences Mm -hmm. of it totally like it was
0: just so good. Yeah, it was a great episode.
2: Probably honestly one of the best ones. Like top three easy. I was if not say, the I, best. I have not been tracking my own grades mm-hmm. as much as I should be, but this is definitely one of the highest grades I will give. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, the next day at school after they have, you know, the watch party or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um they're talking about doing this survey, mm-hmm. and I think that's when they figure out that the survey is, like, being canceled or something. Yeah,
0: they like, um, they're, like they like, freezing funds or just not giving the funds
2: out anymore or whatever. Yeah, they're not letting them have their public health survey. Mm-hmm. And I love that Steve comes up to them and is like, what was happening? I have to go to class now? You mean I have, I have to read, read Brave, Brave New, New World? World? <laughs> Which, like, you would think a teenager, if they, even if they don't like reading, is like, I'll read this book. Yeah, true. Like, that is, Yeah.
0: They should have picked, like, The Crucible or something instead. They should have. <laughs> oh,
2: God. We were just talking. The Red Badge of Courage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just talking about high school English the other day. And mm-hmm. I was like, that was my least favorite mm-hmm. book I read in high school. You know what? They should have. he To make a subtle nod to the episode, they should have said The Scarlet Letter. I was just. As soon as you said that. I was mm-hmm. like, And that, I think, was a junior year book anyway. Yeah, somewhere around there. Sophomore, junior, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: they should have done that. Man,
2: missed opportunity,
0: Karen and charles charles <laughs> uh, and i like it was like what canceled due to rain or what <laughs> like,
2: oh my god but when he walked up so my notes are the vibes with andrea and john are giving me feels oh and there's steve the greatest threesome i could have ever asked for Ooh, like i I can see it that thruple mm-hmm. i like it 2019 90210 <laughs> bring it back and just
0: I mean, Thrible. that would totally happen in 2019, 2020.
1: What would their ship name be? John Dreave?
2: John Dreave. Um, <laughs> I feel like you could still do Stondria, but it would be S-T-O-H-N-D-R-E-A. Yes. Yeah.
1: I, I like that better. Mm-hmm. John Stondria. Stondria. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, there was one... It's like right before the they're talking about the public health survey being canceled. There's one line that was eligible for um, line of the week, and it was between Brandon and John, and they're in the newsroom, and they were like, "I called on a newsroom, the newspaper room. What do we call it? It doesn't matter. All right, not Andrea. On oh my God, what is wrong with me today? Not Andrea's office is where they were, <laughs> so not the hallway, and." He just goes, hey, Eager Beaver, slow down. And then John's like, why? Because I don't phone it in like you, Walsh? Walsh? I'm like, yes, John! Please drop the mic. more. Walk away.
2: <laughs> like, he doesn't put up with Brandon's shit, and exactly. I love it. But he does it in a not, like, asshole way. That's the thing. Like, they are kind of butting heads, but it's not, like... It's not, like, male dominance. Yeah. It's, it, it's almost like Brandon is baiting John. Well, I feel like it's very clear that the biggest reason that Brandon is going against John is because mm-hmm. he sees Andrea's reaction to John. Totally. Like, because literally last episode, he was talking about how he wasn't sure he wanted to be on the paper. Yeah. And then he never wanted to do it or something like that. And now he's just like, excuse me, I'm on the editorial board. It's almost like Brandon is having an
0: internal like ghost of Christmas future. And he's like, recognizing, oh, if I'm not here, like John easily takes my place, and he's better.
2: (laughs) Well, he even said that last episode, he was like, John can cover all the sports editing. I'm out. And then he's like, no, I'm back in. And also, John gets nothing.
0: Right. Like, ugh. Yeah. Toxic masculinity here. It's here. It's present. Ugh. But
2: yeah, so then,
0: yeah, right when the public health survey was canceled, I was like, yeah, John definitely likes Andrea because that's when he's like offering to do something else or like, Andre, you have an idea for this, right? Like he's very involved in wanting to hear what Andre has to say.
2: Yeah. I mean, this is probably the first time and maybe it's the first time they intended for it to be seen, but it's the first time you see him like, uh, I don't know the right word for it. Like, yeah, trying to get her attention in that way yeah. because every other episode he's been like, I have a great article idea. Mm-hmm. Like, let's talk about it. I'm super into this with mm-hmm. you. And now he's like, I'm super into this with you. Yeah. Like totally
0: the whole like professional relationship is not just a professional relationship anymore. And it's, I like it. I I love it. I don't feel like he's coming on too strong. I don't feel like she's saying no and he's just not listening. Like it's nothing bad. It's just he has a crush on her and he's like subtly making it known. Yeah. (laughs) But not so subtly. They're handling it so well.
2: Yeah. so cute. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I actually didn't write a lot of notes about what happened in the episode. I just wrote things of like, I really like Brenda's suit jacket and giant scrunchie. <laughs> well, don't worry. I wrote some other things down about what oh happened. <laughs> <laughs> Cause
0: basically what happens here is like at the end of that conversation, Andrea is like getting, she's like, oh, I have an idea. And there's like a parent's board or whatever, um, And she wants to file the motion or whatever to put the condoms in the school. Mm -hmm. Um, And because if she can, like, if she goes to the meeting and brings it to them, she thinks they'll get taken seriously just because of everything that's happened. Um, And so she wants to propose that the Board of Education move to consider adopting that same plan.
2: Yeah. Okay. Because this was the part where I was like, she's standing up in front of all of these people Mm -hmm. and like making these controversial comments, like, kind of expecting that they could shut her down immediately, Mm -hmm. but like trying to start the conversation with it because like she is a brilliant advocate. And I love that John went to support her Mm -hmm. and she's like, we could sneak out right now. And he's like, no, 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 go do it.
0: Yeah. She's very, he's very encouraging. So supportive. Yeah. Like you can do this. Like I'm right here. I've got you, but you got this, like you can do this, which was great. And
2: we got emotion. Well, and I love that that councilwoman seconded the move and he was just like, wait, what? Yeah, excuse me? Like, yeah, I didn't didn't totally get it at that point. I think I got it later when they were saying that that woman was the one who's like best friends with Elise. Mm -hmm. And so like, why would she say that when Elise is so clearly, you know, abstinence driven? But when I first saw it, I was like, is he mad that a woman is proactive about like safe sex for teenagers yeah it it was like the reaction
0: it would have been different if the reaction was to a man saying it
2: like well and it would have it just would have helped if they explained a little mm-hmm. more than him just like putting his hand over the mic and being like excuse me yeah like, like we don't know who that woman is mm-hmm. we barely know about who you are mm-hmm. yeah but yeah it the reaction i would have been It would have been a lot different if it was a man that he was saying that to, but because it was a woman and this is a sex episode, Mm -hmm. and especially because Andrea is the one that said it and Mm -hmm. not a teenage boy, I was like, this feels like there is something of like gender politics going on.
0: And you see later on in the episode, that's definitely the way of the 90s and I'm sure other decades too, and I'm sure it's still happening today a lot too, but it's definitely like almost at the height because of the AIDS epidemic and things like that. I feel like it was talked about a lot more since maybe the 70s. Um, it kind of, like, came around again, and now it's, like, at the height of its conversation, and you do see that gender divide. And it's supposed to be the whole women have emotions and men don't. Men can do whatever they want, but if a woman does the same thing a man does, it's a it's a bigger deal and they're a slut
2: or whatever. Well, and so. you even hear it at the sushi restaurant when exactly. Mel and... Um, Jackie. Thank you. I was going to be like (laughs) Kelly's mom. (laughs) When Mel and Jackie are talking about having to raise their kids, you know, like, oh, it's different raising a girl about sex and raising a boy about Mm -hmm. sex. And I was like, that's like, there's seriously a double standard.
0: Oh, totally. And it's,
2: it's even
0: like, it's a double standard in a very clear and obvious way, but it's also the double standard in the sense that like, Jackie was extremely forward with Kelly. Like, she she made the comment where she was like, I mean, you told me about birth control before I even got my period. Mm-hmm. So not only was she telling her about the physical aspect of it, but she was probably also talking to her about the emotional side because Jackie's the one that says, well, there's also a lot more that goes on you you think these high school kids probably aren't emotionally ready for it. And Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, that's probably a huge part of it. And then Mel's just like, yeah, just give them a porno magazine and have them go at it. This is the
2: one I wrote down. Uh, If I can find it, maybe not. Probably not. It's somewhere in here. I'll say it later. It's near the bottom, I would say. Because it was near the end of the episode-ish. It was like Act 3. I know. I I wrote so many things. I mean, he literally says like, yeah, you give him a Playboy and like wish – here, you just give him a copy of Playboy and say good luck. Yeah. And it's like And that's the problem with everything.
0: I paused the episode when I was watching it and I turned to Nate and I was like, hey, can I tell you something? <laughs> and he's like, what's up? And I was like, I don't know that this is the only problem and I don't know that things have changed or that they haven't, but here's the problem. And I basically explained the scene and I was like, women are raised and, and hopefully educated when they're being talked about um, sex to – that it's not just the physical act, it's the emotion, it's pregnancy, it's this, that, and the other thing. Whereas with boys, they're just being told... Go have sex. Like, I'm not here's how an orgasm works. Right. Or like, this is where you get pleasure and this is your right or this is like boys being boys or whatever. But yeah, all
2: the responsibility ends up on the girl, which they even talk about in the pregnancy scare episode Mm -hmm. because uh, Dylan's like, well, if you are pregnant, I'm here for you. We'll share this together. And she's like, no, the responsibility is on me Mm -hmm. because that's just how girls are raised. Mm -hmm. Like, if you have sex, you will get pregnant and and die. Now everyone take a rubber. Yeah. Literally,
0: I was like. Oh my God, this is like a slap in the face. Like, I just don't understand how it's not like an alarm going off for people. And I mean, obviously we're watching a 1992 show in 2020 and we're going to have feelings about it. And we're also of the age where we're fully educated and, and there's still stuff going on today about rights and things like that. But it's like, I don't know how people don't recognize that that's a problem. mm mm-hmm. Like, M- Mel was like, yeah, 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 this is fine. And Jackie's like, no, no, it's not just this. It's also this, and this, and this, and
2: this. And David's like, huh? <laughs> well, and that was the thing I was thinking about, like, how was I taught about sex? Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, my parents taught me, like, the emotional side of it, mm-hmm. of, like, you have sex when you're in love with someone, and you should be married before you do that. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, they got to throw that part in the end of it. Obviously. And then when I went to Catholic school, I was taught, well, here is abstinence, but you know, when you're done with abstinence and you're married, here's how a baby is physically born. And like nobody actually put all of the different pieces together. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's the part that you should be telling everybody. is for like, sure. You have to make sure that you're emotionally ready for it yourself. You have to know here are the consequences of doing it. And these are the ways that you can avoid those consequences and mm-hmm. be safe. But like, I feel like everything on all sides of it were like, this is how it's physically done, but doom and gloom. And don't you dare do it. Right. But also it was like,
0: even though I feel like there are a lot of perspectives in this episode, and there were, I still feel like there was a clear difference between a boy's experience and a girl's, which, don't get me wrong, will be because going yeah, are different. Happen. But I don't feel like the education part of it should be different. Like the experience, sure, mm-hmm. that's going to be different because every person is different. But I feel like the education about it should at least be the same because even if it is more emotional – for some and less than others, you should still be aware of what it could be mm-hmm. or what the other person might feel.
2: Yeah. Like I do really get the idea that the Walshes gave Brenda and Brandon the exact same kind of sex talk. Mm-hmm. Like maybe Sandy gave it to Brenda so they feel more comfortable sure. and Jim gave it to Brandon. But like, I do feel like they gave them the same sex talk mm-hmm. and was like, here's what you need to know. And then, yeah, both of them had different experiences and they both handled it differently. Totally. Which they actually do kind of talk about later. Yeah. But not right now because now they got to go to the Peach Pit and the boom mic dips in for the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Like we're like... Teeny little baby. We're like 30 something episodes
0: in and they're still boom micing they're in here. are all
2: over the... place. We're almost 40 episodes in, I think. Yeah. Easily. Um, yeah, we are definitely 40. Yeah, but like the boom mic dips in. But Andrea is just... So proud She's of everything they did. She was like, we showed up and I said something and an old man listened to me mm-hmm. and it was awesome. And John was like, she was awesome. And Brandon was like, stop it, John. Yeah. He's
0: just like, whoa, whoa. I'm like, D-
2: <sighs> Brandon, go away. <laughs> yeah. Like he was acting so possessive so over weird. Andrea. And like, I don't know. I feel like if you were, you know, close friends, you would want to be – um, not possessive but like protective yeah, of your friend there's a difference. but this, this is not protective no it's this possessive. Is possessive. it's jealous yeah no it's like if i don't have her no one should cuz he probably could have her if they actually sat down and had a conversation about it cuz she said no once and he respected mm-hmm. that but like i don't know i yeah. just i i don't like the dynamic that goes on with brandon and andrea specifically in this episode, just because of John Griffin. Yeah. I wonder how Brandon would react if he knew that she and Steve kissed. I think he would punch Steve. I think he would. (laughs) I really think he would, even though it was one kiss one time last year.
0: Like, little man would just go over and be like, hey, Steve, can I reach your
1: face? Because if I can, I'll punch it. He's going to, like, punch him in the chest, and Steve just be like, (laughs) I'm sorry, what What was that? (laughs) Like, you know how Brandon acts – Um, With Dylan, when he has any kind of history with any girl that Brandon just met, Mm -hmm. imagine him finding out that Andrea, who he's actually kind of close with, made out with Steve.
0: Oh, yeah. And it was like for
1: fun. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) For fun, like no feelings, cute shit. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. Brandon, he wouldn't love it. No. No.
2: Oh, my God. Brandon would flip a table. Like, God, it would be bad. I don't want him to find out. <laughs> I want I him to want him. To find I want that find out. reaction because like we've seen Steve get into fights and then Brandon quote unquote break it up, but like it's, Dylan yeah. has to be there for it. True, and, like, true. Watching Steve and Brandon fight badly. Oh man, I
0: would
2: yeah. Because we've
1: seen Steve fight poorly.
2: Yeah. To it. a little guy. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> and we know how easy it is to hold Brandon back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just let me at him, okay? No, hold me back. Hold me back. Yeah.
0: Steve would just put his head his hand on his head and like let Brandon like scramble. <laughs> he would.
2: <laughs> oh my god.
0: Oh, the one thing I didn't well the other thing I didn't like at the peach pit. So first Nat's like, here, on the house. Yeah. Here's a milkshake. Like, good job, kid. But then he's like, Wait, but if I had a daughter, I'd lock her in
2: the closet till she's thirty <laughs> five. Yeah, he's like, You did a great thing, but if you were my daughter, I'd be furious. Yeah. Bye. he's so like, like, Nat. Mm, mm, I thought you were better than Didn't this. like
0: that. But, like, because I get it. And that has that's definitely been a thing for a long time. I mean, think about it, like, especially growing up in the South, you'd always have the dad that, like sits on the porch with a shotgun. Oh, my waiting God, I hate that joke. The guy so much. to come home,
1: yeah. Like, I feel it's like you're just describing our governor's campaign ad. Oh, no, absolutely. Oh, I forgot
2: about that. No, Abso- no it you're wasn't, absolutely right. It wasn't him. It was the other one. Oh, I thought – no, it was Brian no, it Kemp. it was Brian Kemp. It was Kemp? Yes. Yeah. God.
1: Yes. That's our absolutely governor. ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Georgia, what even are you? But that's the
2: thing is like, yeah, that ad happened in what, like 2016 in Georgia, and this is 1992 mm-hmm. somewhere else. And it's like, if Nat had a son that was talking about sex, that would have been a completely different thing.
0: Oh, yeah, it would have been, he wouldn't have even said anything. He would have been like, yeah, son, go get it or whatever men say to boys. Yeah, like, it would have
1: a punch on the shoulder and yeah. be like.
2: That's my boy. i boy.
0: Proud of you.
2: Go get those free condoms.
0: Yeah. Why don't you grab some for me?
2: Ugh. I don't know why I just want Southern. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Probably because I does not have
2: Yeah. And then after that is when they go to the like PTA meeting that's being hosted at the Walsh's. And they say, you know, Cindy Walsh, nothing phases her. Yeah. It's like a lot phases her actually. But
0: he's. Yes, you're right. But I do think he was probably meaning, like, out of all the moms here, she's probably the best one to handle it. Because, let's be real, Cindy has been the only mom to, like, help out Kelly when Jackie was, you know, about to go to rehab. Yeah, but
2: Jackie's out of rehab now. Well, no. But what I mean is, like, she's been the true mom figure. I mean, yeah, I know that's what they were going for. But I was just like, actually, a lot faces Cindy Walsh. Yeah. Like, even when they... Like the first thing they do is they get there and she starts talking to people, and she's like, "Go find your father." Like, I can't yeah. do this alone." It's like, "Yeah." So she's
1: being phased. <laughs> yeah. like, this is the person who freaks out when you wrap your cardboard in plastic. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, ugh, whatever,
0: doesn't matter. Anyway, at the PTA meeting or whatever. Donna's mom wants to meet Cindy. That's not the same Donna's mom, right? It's not. Okay. The only other time we saw Donna's mom was in the um, fashion show episode. Yeah, it was
2: literally like a background actor, Mm -hmm. but I just wanted to make sure. And she had like dark
0: brown hair and was like, definitely not mom, like this kind of mom. It was not. Mm -mm. This was not this mom.
2: And I think her name's actually Felice. Felice. That's
0: right. I I did have to take a double take. Like, did anyone hear
2: Felice? (laughs) Because I don't. No, it's definitely Felice. Felice Navidad. Right. but Because it- Christmas. Oh, my gosh. Donna was born on Christmas. <laughs>
0: yeah. So why wasn't Donna named Felice? Or <laughs> Navidad. Felice Jr. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay. But she's there, and so is Mel and Jackie. And then we just get this weird cut to, like, men yelling about condoms and sex, and it's super annoying.
2: And another boom mic. Oh, yes. Definitely um, um But I, I do love that all of the sex episodes end up being just about AIDS. And, like, Felice was like, oh, well, you know, all the kids need to be abstinent because my husband, who's a doctor, couldn't be here right now. Mm-hmm. That's what he would say. But if you do have sex, you will get AIDS. And then Brenda's like, there's more to that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love that Brenda said there were other things to talk about. And I love that the kids stayed in the doorway to listen, even Mm -hmm. though the parents were like, excuse me, this is parents only. Yeah, like, what are you doing here? It's like, what?
0: First of all, Brenda lives there. Second of all, why? Like, stop. Like, they can be there.
2: Well, and that's the thing. Like, it very much felt like we're making the decisions for you because Mm -hmm. you're not mature enough to make the decisions. And the kids were like, but you haven't asked us.
0: Right. Well, and also, even if they're not, quote unquote, mature enough to handle it, isn't this a perfect
2: opportunity to educate yeah, like this whole idea was to talk about the whole free condoms in school mm-hmm. thing. But maybe you should talk about like, all right, well, how are we addressing sex education with our children? Mm-hmm. Because if your entire sex education plan is this one assembly where you have someone who is HIV positive come in mm-hmm. and that's it, mm-hmm. you're not doing your jobs. Exactly. And the school's not really doing a job either.
0: Well, it was a weird comment too that she said – where she was like, we barely survived the sexual revolution. What does that even mean? Barely survived? That's a
2: stretch. Also, what does that mean? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of sexual politics that I feel like I'm not educated enough to get into and that this is not the place for me to just get on a soapbox and talk about like, well, this is what's wrong with everything. So I'm not going to. But I do think that like this whole abstinence only – argument is not the right one. And I love that Donna stands up to her about mm-hmm. it. And I particularly love that Donna is the one to stand up mm-hmm. to her about it because we find out later that she's like, well I'm not gonna have sex until I'm married. And that was my choice. Yeah. But and she like, still thinks that you need to be allowed to make
0: that choice. exactly and, and, and that we should be educated about all facets of it, not just one. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she says um basically like her mom says like oh we're sending our kids mixed messages. And then starts preaching abstinence, like we said. And then Donna's like, Well, what if they, like the kids, say no? Do you just shrug and then say, I told you so? I thought that was really interesting. It's like, Yeah, it's such a double standard. It's like the parents are preaching abstinence. What is the number one thing that happens when a kid is told they can't do something? They're gonna do it. Exactly. So Donna's basically like, Well, because kids do that and we know that they do that and you know that they do that what if they don't take your advice go have sex what are you going to do then then you're going to be like "Mm, told you so like no you have to parent them you have to help them and support them and love them no matter what so where's the hypocrisy and where does it stop and where do we change things I love that that was that was wonderful well
2: and I feel like that is one of the biggest arguments is like if you teach a kid abstinence only and you don't teach them what sex is they Mm -hmm. don't understand those like quote unquote consequences because Mm -hmm. I hate the idea that you call pregnancy a consequence but a not a consequence a result result yeah there are results Mm -hmm. to sex and they are biological emotional chemical whatever if you don't teach them all of those things and they go do it anyway because of course they're going to Mm -hmm. because no one's no one's just gonna listen to you say no right
0: and that's the thing too is wouldn't you rather lay out all the options Mm -hmm. and have your child choose abstinence you know what i mean, like instead of just saying like, this is the option and this is the one thing and you must do it, wouldn't you rather say, here are the results or here are the possibilities that could happen. Here are the outcomes, Mm -hmm. the all possible outcomes. There is, you could not have sex and there's, that's your choice. You could have sex, but you're protected. And so you, therefore you don't get an STD or a pregnancy or whatever. There is the pill. There is having unprotected sex and here's what could happen. Like just lay it all out. What is the harm in laying it all out? Because No offense, like, if I'm going to, like, a kid, and I'm hearing my mom say, you know, there's a chance you could get an STD if you don't have unprotected sex, or if you have have protected, yeah, my God, you know what I'm saying, (laughs) what do you think I'm going to choose, have a
2: life-threatening disease or not? Well, and that's the thing, is, (laughs) like, like, by not telling your kids all of your options you're basically telling them that you don't trust them to make their own decisions which is the first thing that I would do is like well you don't trust me to do it Mm I am gonna make my own decision and like you better hope I know what a condom is
0: exactly because it's like wouldn't you rather completely be feel like your kid knows all the possibilities and make a choice knowing that rather than making that same choice and not knowing Mm -hmm. like I don't know I just feel like it's a no-brainer and maybe that's because we are where we are today but I, I was, just feel like it's a no-brainer. I
2: was going to say that's the other thing is like I'm not a parent. I have no intention on having mm-hmm. kids and having to explain what sex is to right. someone. But like I know what options were given to me and like mm-hmm. what was said to me. And I do wish that like some things had been handled differently.
0: Yeah. I mean, of course. And hindsight's always 20, 20 too. But and, and obviously that's got to be a such a hard conversation to have. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't have it.
2: Well, and I think, like, there was a post, I think it was on Twitter, where, like, somebody posted a picture of the, like, sex ed book that they had bought to, like, talk through it with their kid, Mm -hmm. and the picture was just, like, a little pencil drawing of two people having sex, and, like, you couldn't see anything. This was not, like, the anatomy portion of it, but it was a woman on top, and then the guy on the bottom, and it was, like, this man just looks so happy to be here. And I was, like, that's the kind of sex that you want. like. Right. They are happy to be together. They have Mm -hmm. made the decision to be together. And, like, also anatomy and, like, these are all the things you know. But, like, let's put it all together. And this man is just like, I'm just glad you chose me. (laughs) True. But, yeah. So then Donna, like, does
0: another good thing and at first she feels a little nervous because now she's like on the spot but her friends like support
2: her they're like no 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 you can do this I love yeah I love when she was like maybe you should take over and Andrea's like no you
0: got this yeah by all means and she actually makes a pretty interesting analogy that I hadn't really thought of and she's basically saying like you it's like telling your kids you you there's a pool outside but you're not allowed to go into it and you can build a fence around it and you can make it like inaccessible but the kid's still going to find a way to get into it, so why don't you teach them how to swim? I was like, man,
2: that is so beautiful, Like, so good. No, Donna kind of kicks ass. Yeah, she does a really great job. This was a Donna positive episode, and I loved it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And for kind of being the one that is... She's kind of the spacey one in the group. I was going to
2: say, they kind of play her as ditzy. And mm-hmm. then every now and then they're like, but she's actually not. Like, Yeah, because the stock market episode. I was going to say, <laughs> watch her, you know, fail her SATs, mm-hmm. but then crush the stock market. Exactly. It's like, I don't love that they do that
0: all the time, but at least they give her times where she's like smart and, and educated and not ignorant and like all this kind of stuff when it matters, mm-hmm. which I guess is kind of the whole difference between street smart, book smart, mm-hmm. in a way. Like, she's kind of got the street smarts. She doesn't really care about school, but, like, she also just know how, knows how things
2: work. Well, and, like, she also has an intuition. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, you think about the Halloween episode with Kelly, and Brenda was like, well, you shouldn't address like that. And Donna was like, no, that guy tried to rape you. Right. Like, let's... Yeah, exactly. Like, Donna's got it. Yes. like I, I it. I love her. And I, I noted in that part, the guy that was fighting with everybody and was like well she shouldn't be saying anything and jim was like shut up and let her talk yeah it was like first of all i like jim second Mm -hmm. of all topple the patriarchy because men (laughs) should not decide when women talk true exactly yeah that guy was aggressive i know for no reason
0: i want to know
1: whose dad that is that i was thinking that i was like does he have
2: a girl or a boy chucky's dad yeah i think it's (laughs) chucky's dad oh my god i don't want to talk about chucky (laughs) um I also loved that in that scene, Brandon was just like, well, maybe we should talk abstinence only. Oh, yeah. Like, he's like, he's with the parents. Like, like mm-hmm. you have had sex.
0: Yeah. You can't preach abstinence when
2: you're not abstaining. Well, and like he's abstaining, but like not it's not like he's in a relationship and choosing not to have sex. He's Correct. abstaining because he is not dating anyone. Yeah, because he's not getting any. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, sounds good. Like that if That follows whole, my narrative. <laughs> if the whole thing with Emily Valentine hadn't happened, they'd be doing it right now. Oh, absolutely. Like, he would not be at this meeting because he would be having sex with her somewhere. Exactly. So, like, ugh, Brandon.
1: <laughs> I'm Brandon. still surprised they didn't bang. I am, too. I know. Like, I feel like they implied they were going to. Heavily. In the um, last 50 years. Because they were like, oh, right. I know what I want to do before I die. Wink, oh, wink. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, but... I think they weren't banging because it was Emily's choice. hmm Because remember, she was, like, She buried, was on birth control, yeah. but – But not like, because she was currently having sex, but because she said she wanted to be prepared when she was ready to. hmm So I'm like, maybe they didn't bang because, like, Emily wasn't there yet, and so she didn't
2: want to do it. Which is totally fine. Absolutely. And, like, Brandon would have said yes in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. If she had approached him not in the way that she approached him, yep, like when she was already on her downward spiral, so Agreed. like I just don't think he has a leg to stand on. But I found it so interesting that Brandon kept siding with the parents yeah. against the kids. Well, because he thinks that's the self righteous thing to do. Yeah, he, he wants, never. He does wants any- Jim
1: to pat him on the back and yes. say, "Good job,
2: hot dog." He never. <laughs>
1: good job, hot dog. My name is Brandon Walsh, and I am a good boy. <laughs> Brandon
0: Hot Dog Walsh. <laughs> Yeah, Brandon never does anything because he
2: actually has his own opinion. He just latches on to whoever he thinks he can get the most approval from. No, he thinks that mom and dad will like him if he picks this, especially because Brenda very clearly picks the other side of it. Mm -hmm. And like even after when they're cleaning up, and I have a question of where all of these folding chairs came from. Like do the Walsh's just have 25 folding chairs? They They might. They must be left over from the neighborhood watch. Mm. But yeah, do they just – have these like is this a thing that adults have like you join a neighborhood with an HOA and you're like well I guess I need 20 chairs so interesting
0: you bring that up because my parents I'm pretty sure I have like 25 I was gonna chairs.
2: how many chairs do you have
0: yeah well because also think about it like once you get a garage most people just fill everything up like that's their storage and they actually can't park cars in their garage which is the point of a garage I'm not at that point yet. Like, I can fully fit my two cars in our two-car garage. But I'm just thinking about it, like, suburban families Mm -hmm. tend to not actually put their car in the garage and they just fill it with a bunch of stuff. Probably 25 folding chairs and, like, three um, long tables. Well, yeah, and
2: that's, like, I think about my parents and I just don't remember how much shit they have. Mm -hmm. But they keep buying these giant houses with the intention of like, well, we have to have stuff. And I'm Mm -hmm. sitting here with like, I have 900 square feet of space. I don't want anything. Mm -hmm. Don't buy me things. Totally. I mean,
0: I also think that's such an interesting um, change in generations too, because I think inherently our parents' generations were pack rats. And, the nicer way to say that is more nostalgic (laughs) and sentimental Um, because my mom was calling me the other day and she was like, you know, we're going through the basement because I want to make sure that your stepdad can get more room for his workshop and like all that stuff, which is great. And she's just telling me about all these things that she just has from my childhood and and also things that she got from like my grandma and stuff like that. And I was like, man, I want to feel more nostalgic than I am. And like more sentimental because I know this means a lot to my mom, but wait a minute—that's the point. Mm-hmm. Is my mom probably feels this way because her mom felt that way, and because she's like I'm, I'm telling myself I want to feel more sentimental because it would make my mom happy, not because I actually want any of this stuff.
2: Oh yeah, no, it's when interesting. I, when I went to see my parents over Christmas, um, they so they have two guest rooms, and there's like one that i've stayed in both times i've been out there and the second time i went out my fifth grade graduation certificate that oh is God. framed adorable was in the room and i was like mom <laughs> they brought <laughs> it to arizona <laughs> they brought it and then they were like going through stuff the day i left and they were like oh do you want your baptism certificate and I was like, <laughs> why That's what amazing. would i do with this it's
1: amazing that they have that you never know when you're gonna need to prove you've been baptized <laughs>
2: What could I use this for? And then, like, they were bringing out all this stuff, and they were like, "Oh, we found your old social security card." And I was like, "Well, I have changed my name, so yeah, you can shred that." Yeah, also, you like, shouldn't have
0: that. Like, but also, why was that just lying around somewhere that wasn't know, easily accessible? That's the thing.
2: Like, they just started pulling stuff out, and I was like, "I'm really glad you keep social security card, fifth grade graduation <laughs> certificate side by side." That's adorable. Thank you so much.
0: I mean. And I do think there's some things that are worth it, like some things that like maybe I had it as a child that I like since I will probably be having at least one child that I would want to pass on. Like that's kind of fun to some degree, like, oh, your mom had this, you know, and my mom had this and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, fifth grade graduation certificate.
2: No. probably
0: shouldn't be keeping that around. There's no point. And it's We framed. know you graduated from fifth grade.
2: It's framed. <laughs> Use that frame for your sixth grade and then your seventh and eighth and ninth in I college did, and college. I did graduate eighth grade. I don't remember if they gave me a certificate. But like my, I don't remember if high school is framed or not. They kept the like little clapboard that they gave mm-hmm. us, but it's not in there. They just kept the mm-hmm. little board.
0: Like my, grad-
2: mine's framed or not. My college one is framed. My grad school one is not framed. I should have just taken the frame and shown up at home and been like, got a frame. The frame is what is the most
0: valuable part anyway. Like, yeah. Not saying that you're not. Well, the
2: education is yeah. the most valuable part. The piece of paper means nothing. It, exactly. That's my Nobody point. Nobody cares.
0: Yeah. yeah. And the frame costs more than the paper did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. Not that your education is not valid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: But anyway, that frame is worth more than a smart fifth grader. <laughs> well, I did go to public school, so technically that frame did cost more than my education. That's
0: true. I mean, I went to public school. Everything costs more than my actual education.
2: <laughs> but then, literally has nothing to do with this episode. No, not at all.
0: Moving We're on. way off
2: track. <laughs> because this is the part they're cleaning up at the end of the parent meeting – and Brandon decides to bring up how he and Cheryl had sex in his bed while his parents were down the hall. Was it before or after where where somebody was like, who would have ever thought
0: that Andrea Zuckerman would be leading the sexual revolution?
2: It was after because um, I wrote Cheryl mention okay. and then Jim says, before you know it, Frank discussions about sexuality may be so common. We don't think twice about it. And I was just like, OK, Jim, I do like you today. Yeah, on and board. Then they said, who would have thought Andrea Zuckerman would be leading the next sexual revolution? I was like, me. Yeah, I'm like... I thought that. Who didn't think that? (laughs) Do you remember the episode where she offered herself to you and she's, like, dreaming about showing up in that red dress? (laughs)
1: Like,
2: come on. Andrea is the most sexually progressive.
0: And it's not even just, like, the fact that it's about sex, the fact that it's any sort of like
2: advocacy. Well, and it's it's progressive. Mm-hmm. She's saying like, I can take charge of my own sexuality and I don't need you to tell me what to do. Yeah. So it's like, obviously, she's the chosen one in this
0: situation. Like, yeah, she's going to be doing this. Who else would it be?
2: Like, I would say Andrea at the top, maybe like a little bit farther down. I'd say Brenda would mm-hmm. be the next one to do it. Mm-hmm. And then like at the very bottom would be Brandon.
0: Yeah, because I think in order of probably like passion for things probably is in is in line with that. It's like Andrea and then Brenda.
2: Maybe you know who am I might place next? Maybe Steve. I so I was thinking about Steve because like especially with this idea with this like, you know, movement kind of a thing, I think Steve would be on board. Because Steve likes sex, and I don't think he sees anything wrong with that. Right. I think there are other things that, like, depending on what it is, Steve wouldn't do it. Because, like, you heard him complain about having to read a book. Well, true.
0: (laughs) But if it was, like... I don't know, foster care because he's not. Yeah, no, it's, it's you know? got to be
2: something he's interested mm-hmm. in for sure, but I do think there's a passion there. The yeah. only thing I'm absolutely also positive about would be Brandon would be at the bottom until somebody tells him he should care about it. That's what I mean. His is like fake care. Yeah. Fake passion. It's all extrinsic. It's manufactured passion. Yeah, because like when they're back at school and Mrs. Teasley is like, well, you need to stop Andrea from doing stuff. He's like, okay, I'm on it. Mm -hmm. But like, honestly, that had nothing to do with anything. Mm -hmm. Like, That never came back. It never Mm -hmm. came back up. There was no point in it. The only thing I could think of was saying that like, Brandon picked the side of the teachers as well as the parents Mm -hmm. and like is against his friends. Because yeah, he never brings it up to her anytime because he tells her they have that whole confrontation in Andrea's office about like, You need to chill out. And she's like, well, why? And then he just makes a weird 90 degree turn into a different direction rather than saying like Miss Teasley said that you're going to get kicked off the the board. He could have clearly said
0: why he was even approaching her. And it would have been more Brandon like to blame it on a human, another human. Well, to say like,
2: I'm doing this for your own good. Yeah. Like I'm trying to get you to stop so that you can stay on the newspaper. Right but he doesn't do that and then it literally never comes back well, up. Well, and, and especially cuz he I
0: guess feels personally
2: attacked. And maybe yes. the whole John thing? No, he feels personally attacked that she could dare to talk to another boy. Right. That's exactly what happened. But I mean that's that's the thing is like the Mrs. Teasley pulling him aside to be like she shouldn't be doing this and frankly she shouldn't just be having TV interviews on school property without getting it well, fully approved. Yes. But that's not the point Neither because again not there never gets brought up again exactly exactly which is yeah Mm. no i hated mrs teasley going to brandon to talk to him because i also feel like mrs teasley and andrea should have a good enough relationship that she could go to her and be like look you having this interview on school campus is probably not the best thing that you could be doing like it's really inappropriate that you didn't get approvals for it and like you're representing the school right now and you know whatever. It literally also could have been a legal thing. Like
0: Mrs. Teasley could have come at it from a like, no, this is like a school policy thing or
2: a literal. Yeah. Like legally you cannot do this and it's yes. going to get a lot of people in a lot of trouble. You can do it off campus. Exactly. You cannot that's do it exactly on what campus. I mean.
0: Yeah. Like she could have come about it from a, from that perspective rather than a
2: mm, like
0: personal or not, not even personal, just like stupid. Yeah. Like that's, it's just stupid. I don't know. It was just a weird Way to go about that, um, yeah. And then like the whole threatening our job, that could have also been come. It could have also come from a place of we could replace you as editor because you're going
2: around school policy or like the parent council or whatever, whatever it's called. Like the the school board could you know make us replace you because right. you're going against school board votes,
0: right? Rather than. We're just, if you don't say, if you don't stop what you're doing, we're going to replace you as editor.
2: Like, well, and that like, was, especially telling Brandon, like, if she doesn't stop what she's doing, mm-hmm. we're going to replace her. So you have to do something about it. That yeah. gives Brandon a responsibility over Andrea's life that I don't like. And, he, and it, that is unnecessary. It's yeah. It's
1: totally none of his business. Yeah.
2: Like, and he's still like, I'll take care of it. The fact yeah.
1: that a member of the faculty would approach another student about right. someone else entirely yes. is just...
2: Inappropriate. Bullshit.
1: It's horrible. Yeah, and
0: it wouldn't happen. It just yeah. wouldn't happen.
1: It's Yeah. It's totally unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they only put that scene in there because they had Mrs. Teasley for a day and they just <laughs> needed something for her to do other right. than like be on the news camera. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then this is the same day where David walks up to all the other guys and is like, well, how do I go about getting a condom? When do you think the free condoms are going to be there? Did y'all see Donna? Like, I heard Donna was, like, totally advocating for sex and blah, blah, blah. And I do really love that Steve was like, just go buy condoms. And David was like, (gasps) do what? what now? Which also, like, I
0: just had an epiphany. This is how boys get educated on sex. From other teenage boys, not from their parents, not from school, not from public education, not from anything.
2: Especially when you know that Mel was like, you just give him a playboy. Exactly. And he says like, oh, I was joking. But I'm like, were you? No,
0: he wasn't joking. He was joking because he heard the reaction from Jackie or heard what Jackie actually said on how she educated Kelly on sex. Like, this is the problem. Like, this is why David doesn't know what the hell to do is because no one taught him. So he has to learn from other boys his age who also don't know
2: which i do love that steve was like just go buy condoms because like that's you know i'm gonna sound 85 years old when i say this but if you are not mature enough to go to kroger and Mm -hmm. buy some condoms Mm -hmm. i feel like you shouldn't be having sex totally like and no absolutely but like yeah steve is like i go to the store and buy my own condoms and then he's like i don't need them right now (laughs) i know (laughs) poor steve but that's
0: okay at least he's not just trying to go out and do whatever like clearly steve feels like he feels like he's bluster and like he's gonna talk a big game but honestly he's probably a serial monogamist let's be real oh i could absolutely (laughs) see that he's he's a passionate dude so Mm -hmm. he's he might talk about like oh here's the girl orange huh you know but like that's just bluster yeah probably didn't sleep with her no yeah he
2: wants Andrea. And if he and did
0: Kelly. that would be okay. But he
2: just seems like the kind of guy that would rather be in a relationship. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um and I just the whole thing. No, you're totally right. Like the boys talking about sex is probably the most that David's actually gotten education. That's what I mean. Wise in mm-hmm. forever. That's what I mean. And that's the
0: problem
2: yeah because literally the (laughs) next scene is where they're at the sushi restaurant and they're Mm -hmm. talking and jackie's like oh yeah i taught her about sex i taught her about birth control and then she like makes that stupid comment about kelly being a wild child and that kind of rubbed me the wrong way that was the only thing it's like jackie was doing so well until that line yeah because it shouldn't have mattered if your kid was donna or or kelly Mm -hmm. or brenda or andrea or whatever Mm -hmm. like you should still have that conversation with them and you should still give them birth control and be like you use it if you think you need it. Right. I will, you know, support you in all of that. But, like, I need you to know all of these things. Well, and that's the thing. Apparently,
0: it, like, the the um, the reason was wrong, like, because she thought Kelly was a wild child. But at least she tells Kelly about it from all angles. She's yeah. like, you know, if you're going to do it, because in my mind you're a wild child, whatever, you need birth control and you need to be emotionally ready. Like, mm-hmm. she talked about each thing. And that was kind of my point earlier in the episode is that it feels like girls are they're talked about it from a
2: fear standpoint or from Oh a yeah, wild they're child put upon standpoint. of like you need to be afraid of sex.
0: But regardless of the reason, at least they're told more aspects of it. You hope. You hope um whereas with boys yeah. Like that was like to me the clear difference. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is not okay. This is why there's more violence and why why there's more aggression and why there's more, um, like, boys have more fear of being turned down. I I always go back to that quote that was like, um, women are afraid that, or I'm sorry, men are afraid that girls will laugh at them. Women are afraid that men will kill them. Yeah. And I'm like, this perpetuates that right here, this conversation. And I'm just like. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is the problem. Why don't people realize this?
2: Well, and so, like, on a basically completely different uh, (laughs) note that I just put together. So this is the scene where I realize that Jackie's pregnant. Oh, totally. Because she's like, smell weird to you? (laughs) My stomach's been upset. And she says that she felt sick earlier in the episode. And, like... When, you know, she's saying all of these things and she's talking about, like, how you really, you know, need to be responsible about sex. Yeah. And then Mel's like, well, you just give him a playboy and go with it. Like, this like, is totally how she not. got pregnant by Mel Silver. Yeah, because Mel doesn't know. Mel, Mel was not even educated. Have safe sex. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Also, well, that was so much sushi. A lot of sushi. They Those they people are boat, not eating sure. that much yeah. sushi.
0: But I also thought, thought it was interesting. And In this whole episode for Kelly, I thought is also a valid point like she's not preaching abstinence but she doesn't necessarily agree that condom should just be like free for all which is fine like you, you're allowed to think that and i think the reasons that she thinks this aren't made clear soon enough in the episode um but then when they finally are clear it's like okay yeah that makes sense why you would think this But also in the sushi restaurant, she makes a really good point about how the reason she doesn't think condoms are necessary is because she doesn't think most people in high school are emotionally ready. Mm -hmm. So if you just give them condoms, they think, okay, I'm good now. Like she's basically saying condoms aren't the only answer and they're not the only thing people need to have to have sex.
2: And I think that's a totally valid point. No, I actually thought it was really interesting and I would love to have a whole conversation about Kelly because like you think about her sexual history Mm -hmm. and everything that's happened to her because you know you learn about her first time in the slumber party Mm -hmm. episode and then she has a healthy relationship with steve for a while and then there's like you know her whole thing of like why i was expected to keep having sex because of this reputation that i have Mm -hmm. and like we don't know who else she has had sex with but we do know about the halloween episode Mm -hmm. where yeah like she felt like she had this expectation that she had to be sexy and then somebody took it farther than she wanted it to yep and I just thought it was really interesting that yeah she's saying like all right you give them condoms like I got the whole sex ed talk I got the the whole thing like you can't right. just give people condoms and, and like expect that to be enough yeah and that was the thing like I really think you know I guess condoms can be in school like I went to a Catholic school so like my whole experience in high school does not make any sense. With this whole thing, mm-hmm. like I can't do apples to apples. And condoms weren't in my high school. Just but like, FYI. like I have, I don't think I have a problem with condoms being in like the nurse's office yes. or something. But I do think that like, if you're going to have them, you should probably have a sex ed class totally. available. Well, which and it like has we to have be... no, we have no proof that that's actually happening, right? And it has to be holistic.
0: Yeah, like that's the whole point. It's like, sure, put condoms in the nurse's office. That's fine, but don't make that the end all be all, and that this means. That
2: you're educated. Like, don't put it in place of an education. And, yeah, like, maybe put it – maybe put them in, like, a, um, like, the resource office or something. And, like, if you want to mm-hmm. go have sex, they're, like, are you sure you're emotionally ready? Mm-hmm. And, like, not even to say, like, this is a conversation you should be having with, you know, your school's staff. But, like, it's the whole emotionally ready thing. Like, if you are mature enough to say, like, yes, I am ready to an adult, like, I don't know, that – that gives me so, and it's an interesting thing too, because like I have some friends who are teachers and
0: public and private, and or have been teachers, and you know, unfortunately, with some experiences, like the teacher does end up being more of a parental figure, um, which is really unfortunate, you know, just because these kids may come from not a great home or, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So I do think to some degree maybe put the condoms yeah in like the counselor's office yeah because it shouldn't be on the teacher to necessarily do it but it should be available if need be because if you're not getting that kind of information at home you spend more time at at school than you do at home so at least have that resource available um but make it a holistic thing like we were saying like have the contents in the counselor's office but also the educational piece as to why they're there in the first place mm-hmm. and what else happens the emotion yeah, the absolutely physical, whatever
2: and like you know i don't know how much a school counselor is you know trained on what sorts of things but mm-hmm. like like we've said before, everyone should have therapy in some way or another. Yeah. And, like, maybe this is the way that you can go talk to somebody that's not your mom. Because, exactly. Because, like, if I had to go talk to my mom about sex, like, I can honestly tell you there are some things that I wouldn't feel comfortable talking to her about. Sure. But, like, maybe I'd feel comfortable talking to a different adult. A third-party Person,
0: yeah, that's the whole point of therapy is the talking to somebody who's trained. But also, you don't have to feel shame mm-hmm. because let's be real; like there are things that happen in your life that you feel shameful, or at least that you don't feel comfortable talking to people, somebody that knows you. You know, like there's things that I don't feel comfortable talking to you guys about that I would to somebody that doesn't know me in the same way, and that can, I quite frankly, judge me the way that people close to me could. Mm-hmm. So that should be available. Yeah. yeah, big proponent of therapy on this podcast big proponent of therapy (laughs)
2: anyways (laughs) okay so the next scene is where steve says he isn't having sex but Mm -hmm. the bigger part is i swear to god david bought individual condoms yeah he totally did he totally he was like i would like one of those one of those one of those one of those yep and i guess to some degree
0: at least he's like oh i didn't realize there's a lot of types so I want to make
2: whoever... I w- I bought a variety so yeah. that, like, if she wants ribbed for her pleasure, right. or if she yeah. wants the hot and cold one, or, like, if she wants the spermicidal one, like, she has her options. Yeah, which is like, okay, cool, David. I mean, like, you're a little gung-ho about this, and this is a little interesting. You could just talk to Donna about this, but also at least you're trying to somewhat pleasure her, too, which is, yeah, that's the whole emotionally mature thing is like they did not have a conversation about sex yeah. before he went and bought the condom. Exactly. Which like I think is just very much a teenager thing is like I have the condom so I'm ready when we do decide to have sex exactly. versus like we're going to decide to have sex and then Together. I will go buy the condoms. Yeah, exactly. But that's neither here nor there because now is when they go to the newspaper room and Andrea and John are like – uh the John's packets. Yeah, John's uncle I guess works – In psychologist, I think is what he says. Yeah, but he works with a theater group that does like a safe sex play or something. And then they stop and answer questions afterwards, which is adorable. Yeah, that's cool. And I love that so much. And he's like, yeah, he sent me all these pamphlets. So we're going to go on the street away from school to hand them out. And Brandon's just like, excuse me? Yeah, I'm sorry. This wasn't cleared by me. So? Why would it have been? (laughs) Why does it have to be? They're two people doing something not directly related to the school. And is this where they were like, there was confusion and people were like, now Andrea wants people to start handing out condoms um, on the street. I yes. think Kelly says that.
0: Well, and also it was right after
2: they talk about that there's going to be personal journals. Yeah, because they like, Kelly's name came up and she was very upset about like, it. No, no, no. Which, if it's not anonymous, I get. I being don't upset understand about why it. they wouldn't be
0: anonymous. Right. Because- but it feels like they're not.
2: No, they're not because the whole argument that Dylan and Brenda have later where he's like, everyone's going to know that you wrote this and that I'm your boyfriend and I'm the only boyfriend you've had. So I'm the one that got you not pregnant. Right. And then Brenda's like, oh, right. But that's the thing. If it, why wouldn't it be anonymous? I know. That
0: feels, because again, it doesn't much matter who the experience, who had the
2: experience just that the experience was had. Mm Mm-hmm. Although, if it's not anonymous, like, I give John Griffin a lot of props of, like, yeah. freely admitting that yeah. he's a virgin. Sure. Because, like, teenage boys don't handle that well.
0: mm
2: Oh, God. I hate Brandon. Because, yeah, nothing – like, this just made me really mad. This part where he's like, can I talk to you? And he drags her outside and – He just says a lot of really mean things to her. This is, again, classic Brandon. Go from zero to angry in three seconds. Maybe you should get a life of your own before it's too late. like, how is activism not a life of her own? Right.
0: That's the thing. It's like she's feeling passionate about these issues and these public health things. That is a life.
2: Yeah. Well, And then they move down the hallway and... They start fighting in front of an HIV awareness poster. Did of you course, notice that? Mm-hmm, right in between it. the two of them was the word HIV. Yep. It's like, come the fuck on. And then Brandon basically calls her out of like, you can't be a member of, you know, this activism because right. you're a virgin.
0: Well, and and I think his direct quote was, if you had more experience, you know that love is not a public health issue, which I'm like which that is not the argument like lo- they're not arguing about love they're not they're not saying you should be sex educated because you love someone they're yeah, saying no, he's making these are com- the, these, like you're being educated when you're not in love or when you
2: are it doesn't matter love is not the point well and frankly a public health initiative should not be talking about love exactly but like yeah he just like grabs something out of left field but i re- i rewrote his line to why should i listen to you you're a virgin who can't drive <laughs> yeah. I know. He's so mean to her. And then like later well, when they tell him what he did and he was like, how could I know she'd be so sensitive about it? It's like,
1: are you serious? Look in the mirror, Brandon. Yeah, you're
2: the one being sensitive here. <laughs> well, and he makes all of this stuff about how it should be, you know, wrapped up in emotions and you need to make sure that you're in love with the person before you have sex. And, you know, you need to know your feelings and then being like, how was I supposed to know that she was going to have feelings about the feelings that I said?
0: Yeah, like, I said feelings. So she thought feelings and then had feelings about the feelings that I said I had feelings about.
2: No, I was so glad she stayed mad at him. He deserved it.
0: Well, yeah, and and obviously Andre is affected by it because then the next day she's she's like clearly thinking about it and all that kind of stuff, and now she's like it's leaking into her activism, which really sucks in my opinion because it she was so confident and felt so great about it and was ready to just like help people and and educate people, and now because of what a stupid sixteen-year-old boy said, she's taken well, a step he, back. It's
2: it's so good. Yeah. Because, like, she would feel vulnerable and, like, hurt and emotionally affected by the things that someone she cares so much about said that Yeah, she cares about to his her. opinion. Yeah, like, he said a lot of really mean things to her. And, of course, it's going to hurt her feelings. And it's going to make her feel like, well, maybe he's right. Maybe I shouldn't be doing all of this stuff. I really don't know anything. Like, of course that's yeah, going to hurt it's her. it's totally on the nose. Like, that's a perfect portrayal. That's exactly what... That's exactly th- how I would feel now.
0: Yeah, well, and it's also mixing... Anytime you mix teenagers with sex and feelings, this is what you get. Yeah. Like, that's exactly how it's supposed to feel when you're 16 years old. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, good job, Writer's Room.
2: Yeah. Well, and then – so, after that is when the vote failed, and all of a sudden, Brandon wants to be involved, and he's on board. Right. And I was so mad. I was like, nothing happened that made you change – like, to make you change your mind. You just did, because now the vote failed – and so like the adults won and now you can switch sides. Right. Well and, and an interesting thing,
0: like I wonder like this was right before um they said that she that Manners, the woman who vote no when she originally moved to make this happen in the first place. I was like, I wonder if she felt bullied to say nay by the board or the other parents. And then it's like And then they oh, said that yeah. She's friends with Donna's mom, who yeah. is actively against this. Yeah. So that sucks. Yeah. Um. yeah so and then here comes another line of the week contender um, th- when they were walking down the stairs and basically talking about the v- result of the vote and stuff and John Griffin says she thinks if condoms are in schools it might encourage casual sex or some- somebody else says that but then John
2: says that's like saying if cars have seatbelts it might encourage people to drive because I think Brandon's the one that said having condoms in school would encourage people to have casual sex and then John's like I'm smarter than you here's yeah. why and then Brandon was like well I'm on board too I've always been on board. Right. I'm over here. Like, he literally, it Goes was like. point to point. You no, know, it was like, if there was like, you know, a standoff and it was the parents on one side and the kids on the other and then he heard like one of the kids say something and he just like runs around to the other side and mm-hmm. is like, I've been here the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what just happened here. Absolutely. That's That's because he never actually has his own opinion. No, he doesn't. He has the opinion of the loudest person in the room, mm-hmm. which in this case was Donna, but john was loud before donna was loud right. but then i i just love so much how donna was like no people need to have sex ed they need to understand safe sex knowing that she has no plans on having sex i loved it so much because I thought it was perfect that's the point yeah it's like just because
0: you what whether or not you want to have sex you should still be educated about it that what? is literally the point yeah <laughs>
2: And I don't understand how people
0: can argue that.
2: Well, because that's the thing. You have to be able to make the decision for yourself. Because it's your own personal decision. Which you don't know who you have sex with. She's so smart. I, I love know. her.
0: And it's that's the thing. Like there are arguments in this world that we have that are unfortunately like in our government right now and things like that. And people have these arguments and stuff, and then like there's arguing against it. And like what we just said, like I don't know how you can argue against just having the education in the first place but people still do and i'm like how like it just doesn't make any sense to me at all it's like people are it's like what people are really like arguing against is having the facts Mm -hmm. or having the information in the first place they just would rather people not have the facts i'm like absolutely what
2: yeah because they're arguing against you not knowing how sex works right It's like, what? If people don't know how sex works and you just advocate for abstinence, like, if that was truly, actually what happened and then everyone in the world decided to be abstinent, like, there's just no more people. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it makes zero sense. But yeah, props to you, Donna. Yeah, like, you have sex. You have to
0: have had sex because you have a kid. Exactly. So, how do you think that happened? Yeah.
2: Anyway, no, there's... mm. Yeah, the next part we get is pretty much... It's the personal essays, and then Dylan realizes that Brenda's writing one without talking to him, and he storms out, and like literally up until the point that it seems like Brenda backed down so that he wouldn't break up with her, I was all for this, because it totally makes sense. He's like, I don't kiss and tell. I would really hope that you would do the same thing.
0: Right, and that's what I meant by early in the episode when I said that it feels like he's right and she's right. Like They both have very valid points, because from Dylan's perspective, he just wants, he doesn't want any, he he feels that his sexual experiences are his and his alone. Well, and Brenda's. Well, yeah. But like, he doesn't want it to get out. And that's totally fine. Like, that's, that's totally
2: valid. Yeah. Like, And she didn't ask him.
0: Yeah. And but at the same time, she wants to talk about it because she doesn't want other people to feel like they're alone. She wants people to feel like they're not alone. And be able to have these conversations which is also valid yeah so I very much felt like when they were arguing I was like yeah there's probably no real solution to this that's okay like you because you're both allowed to feel the way that you feel and you're both coming from a,
2: a, a perspective that feels like okay yeah I get it mm-hmm. it makes sense No, and like it could have gone either way like I don't I'm not against Brenda backing down because she's now aware of his feelings. Right. And I wouldn't have been against Dylan backing down if he was like, I would just really like if you, you know, changed a couple of the facts that it's not so obvious that it's you and me and then you submitted it anonymously. I was going to say, or
0: submitted it anonymously. Well, I still think you probably have to
2: change a few facts because I guarantee Brenda's like, when I first moved here from Minneapolis two (laughs) years ago with my twin brother. Don't, if you're going to submit it anonymously,
0: don't, don't, Make it obvious. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But yeah, it's two in the relationship. They each had different experiences because of it, even though they had sex together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, I felt like it was a really, um, they're both correct in how they feel and very valid points. And I thought it was a well done conversation
2: between two teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I mean of course teenagers are going to get angry at each yeah, other. Totally. Like, that's just how that happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, frankly, I would probably yell at John if he just walked into work and was like, "Let me tell you about how my wife and I boned last night." Oh dear. Like, please don't do that. <laughs> yeah, Never do don't. that. Don't, I don't do want that. that. Yeah. Um, and then the next day at school, I don't know what anybody said because Brenda was wearing gloves. <laughs> oh yeah, that was outside. This is
0: when Dylan uh, or David shows up and wants to talk to Dylan about
2: oh, getting the hotel room. Yes.
0: And like yeah, that well, that happened at the Peach Pit, but this is when he wanted to talk to him oh. about like basically how you tell when a girl's ready
2: because oh, okay. he's like talking
0: about Donna, like, I'm just like, we're gonna get together and like,
2: oh, yeah, because this is when he's like, well, I don't think I'm gonna rush anything. And then she's like, oh, good news, my parents are out of town, so we can watch the VMAs or whatever it was. MTV. And he's like, oh, this is my chance.
0: Yeah, like, happened,
2: never mind. Yeah, 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 but okay, then, yeah, I'm on board now,
0: yeah, and then. Right after that is when they're in the newspaper room and they're passing out the pamphlets again and they're, like, getting ready to go hand them out. And Brandon's also
2: being an ass to John Griffin again.
0: Again. Always. And also Kelly's, like, out. She doesn't want to pass them out. Um, and I basically just made a comment, like, I'm super sure it's because of her past,
2: not really because of anything else. No, it's it's her personal decision. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to pass them out because I think she has had a lot of sexual experiences that she wouldn't want other people to have and like that's that's in her experience and that's just what she wants which is totally fine yeah because then everybody starts walking out and andrea doesn't immediately go with them and brandon's like andrea please just be mad at me like just yell at me and kick me whatever Mm -hmm. and she's just like wait a minute you're the one that hurt me i don't owe you anything yeah yeah which is so true it's like don't tell me how to be mad at you yeah (laughs) Don't tell me that I shouldn't. let me feel my feelings. Yeah, exactly. Go away. And then he does go away. And then Kelly comes in to get her chemistry book. And they have the conversation of like, oh, we both have crushes on Brandon. I'm like, how? But okay. Why? Yeah. You're allowed, I guess.
0: (laughs) If you must. Well, and I thought this, I was like, this might be the first one-on-one conversation that they've ever had. Like... I don't remember if there's ever another scene where it's just the two of them in one room together and they're talking about something. I might be mistaken, but it just feels like this is the first one-on-one conversation that they had and it was a really good one. It was great. Yeah, I really liked it because like, they're able to share their own experiences, especially on Kelly's side because she's trying to, not that she needs to, but she I feel like she wanted to explain why she's been against this, but also to have a shared kind of perspective because they're both into the same guy mm-hmm. and you know, kind of taking a two-sided approach to it. It's like, yeah, you always want what you can't have, and what we can't have is the same thing. Like, you and I both can't have this guy, but let me tell you why I'm choosing not to have some some of this experience and mm-hmm. why you shouldn't feel bad for being a virgin, but also I can't fault you also for wanting to have
2: sex. Yeah. <laughs> so it was I, I liked no, the conversation. I loved it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um. But... Like, it just makes me so mad that people tried Brandon. to make... Well, it's about Brandon, and Brandon's the one that made Andrea feel bad about being a virgin. Right. Like, that that just makes me feel bad. And then she sees John Griffin, and that's when he's like... He feels like an outsider. I submitted an essay. It's mm-hmm. the one you didn't want to read about me being a virgin. And then she's like, well, if I wanted to go hand out pamphlets, would you go with me? And he's like, yeah. And then she's like, well, if I wanted to go to the movies afterwards, mm-hmm. would you go with me? And he's like, Yeah. Also,
0: he had another contender for a line of the week. Like, John Griffin was just delivering, like, John Griffin crushed He's it. He's great. So his line was, just because you have four hooves doesn't mean you have to follow the herd. I love it. Which is so true. So it's much. like, just because maybe you walk like a duck, maybe you talk like a duck, but it doesn't mean you have to be a duck. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Love it. No, yeah, I love John Griffin. I hope he never goes away. I know yeah. he will, but I hope he never does. And I'm glad you also said Jondria in your synopsis, because I put, I ship John and Andrea, or Andrea. Jondria. Yeah. <laughs> and it actually works better than Brondria because Brandon is the brand, and Andrea's on and John and
1: – you see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, John like, and on. It actually like, – No, it John works. It's
0: one continuous name. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Writers, did you do that on purpose? <laughs> Send us an email. At back to podcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. Woo.
0: But yeah, the last scene – uh, well, the second to the last scene.
2: Yeah. Is David at Donna's and and she's ordered pizza and they're like hanging out. And, and he shows, she brings the pizza and he's like, oh, how much money do I owe you? And then opens it and the, the condom is in the middle it's of in the money. Wallet. It made yeah. no sense It's in the money, but it falls out and it kind of looked like a little like Listerine pack. It looked really weird or
0: like, um, like a gel capsule pill. Yeah. But like larger.
2: <laughs> it looked really weird. And she was just like, what's I'm this? I'm sorry. What's that? <laughs> and then she's like. You're funny, and then goes to eat pizza, and then he, like, noms onto her face while she's about to put pizza in her mouth, and I was like, excuse me, sir, this is pizza time. Right. It's
1: like, why would you let your pizza get cold to have teenager sex? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, he'll probably last 10 seconds. True. Let's be honest. True. 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 But
2: still, pizza is greater than teenager sex. Yeah, he's like, we need to work up an appetite first, and then, yeah, like, kind of throws himself on her, and she was like, oh, you're serious. Yeah. But then she is wonderful and perfectly explains her intentions and is very straightforward. Like, she is mature. She is is mature enough to make this decision for herself. And I love that when she said, like, I'm not going to be having sex. And he was like, ever?
0: Yeah. It's like, no, David, you idiot. But she's also, like, she's the most mature to have sex. Like, she should be, honestly and truly, she should probably be the only one. She should be the one having having sex sex if anyone is going
2: to have sex. But, like, I love that, yeah, they made her this emotionally mature character. And then we're like, but she's not going to have sex. Yeah. Because that was her decision. Right. And everything's totally fine. And then David was just like, oh, thank God, because I'm not ready. Yeah. And that was great, too. Like, that's the thing, too, I feel about
0: teenagers is that we're never, like, whenever you're a teenager, you never actually feel like the other person feels the same way that you do, whatever that is, until one of you actually has enough courage to say it. And then you're suddenly like, oh, wait, I feel that too. I'm so glad you feel that way. It's like if we would all just talk about it. Talk a little more.
2: Which if you you had a conversation that said like this is a conversation you need to have with somebody to make sure that you're ready to, you know, whatever. Like, But it feels like nobody is actually – willing to talk to anybody else about well
0: and it is like I don't want to say it's the easiest thing in the world because it's not and it's like not. you have to be super vulnerable and at 16 or 17 or 18 or it's so 29 like however say, old now, you are yeah like it's still very difficult to be vulnerable because that's the whole point that's the definition of being vulnerable is that it's not easy and it's like showing yourself in a way that you don't show to people so I get it I don't want to pretend like it's not difficult but if you can actually feel comfortable with the person and go there you're gonna be way better off, yeah. Because absolutely. Nine, because if that other person truly is someone that's worthy of being intimate with like that, they're gonna be vulnerable back, and they're not gonna make you feel stupid for having those feelings or whatever the case is. So,
2: well, and like anyway, as much as I really don't like David, like I think this is a testament to how their relationship is gonna be in the future. Like right. I really hope that they have a good relationship because they seem to have no problem talking to each other. Like they've had some, you know, missteps in the past, but I do feel like they're learning to be really emotionally immature with each other and have these open conversations. And like as soon as they, you know, have this talk of like, I'm not going to have sex with you and like, okay, good. Like, I'm totally cool with that. Let's eat pizza and watch TV. Like they didn't feel uncomfortable afterwards. That's actually a really good point. I feel like their relationship has honestly been the most organic. Yeah. It's just working out really well for them. And truly. I hate David. Yeah, but, but I'm he, okay with it. He's been getting better. Like that's what's so interesting. Brandon, he's not getting better. David getting better. She, Donna is teaching David human emotions, well, and social
0: interaction. Like cuz think about it, he is a year younger and sometimes that year can be a big difference. He's she's actually teaching him like I don't know, it's like those soft skills. Like I feel like such <laughs> a like skills. adult right now, but it's like <laughs> You know, because he might, who knows, David might have like social anxiety or like, you know, be a little less confident, but really want to be in the in crowd and whatever. And she's kind of like helping him along the way. He's learning
2: not to film everyone. (laughs) True. He hasn't had a camera
0: in a long time. He's getting over Kelly. Maybe. And it is cute. They're also doing things like sharing in each other's like interests. Like she was in the radio booth or the DJ booth with him, and now he's coming over to watch probably something that she focuses on more for fashion or whatever and mm-hmm. like doing so i just i'm actually feeling pretty good about david and donna which their ship name is just david or <laughs> donna or Don. <laughs> david donned donvid martver oh god it's not silton a, silton.
2: <laughs> silton all right they're just david and donna that's it yeah. and then the last scene in the episode bun,
0: bun, bun.
2: was intense so good so funny. Yeah, Kelly's on the phone and she's like, oh, I have to call you back. My mom just came in. What did you want to m- talk to me about? And she's like, I want you to promise you will never have unprotected sex
0: ever. And Kelly doesn't say, okay. She's just like, what are you talking about? I'm <laughs> pregnant. Bum, bum, bum. To be continued.
2: Yeah. Awesome cliffhanger. I know. I was like, man, I really wish you we were recording two episodes in a row so we could just immediately talk about it.
0: And honestly, I was waiting for this episode because I obviously know what happens. And I know that there's a character in the other 90210 who ends up being the baby this baby yeah this baby so it's great and I liked her character in 90210 she's the best she
1: was one of my favorites like one of my absolute favorite characters I agree in teen tv ever
2: I agree so what, you're saying, so, what you're saying is, after we do 300 episodes of this 902 we gotta and we've got to do the next one. We At least the to. first couple of seasons. I think I only watched the first two seasons. So there's only five. There's only five. Okay. And they're
1: pretty short, okay. if I remember correctly. I'm going to say, considering
2: how this one's 10 seasons and some of the seasons are 30, 30 episodes, episodes long, long, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we can handle five seasons of something. We definitely can. But
1: i got to tell you, a lot happens in those five seasons. I'm true. Still, like, I love teen TV. Yeah, I love it's, it's great. so much.
2: Um, and yeah, that's it. Well, do you, do you have a grade? I have a grade. I don't have a like funny one, but I gave it an A. Oh, I gave it an A. Yeah. I, I gave it an A for Andrea can get it.
0: Oh, nice. I like it. Yeah. Cause like the only A word I could think was sex was abstinence. So I was like, well, I can't use that. Abstinence or AIDS. Those are your only options. <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah, I love this episode. It was probably one of my favorites. A for Andrea will lead the sexual revolution. There you go. <laughs> Ooh, A for Andrea's activism. I there like we it. go. Okay. Okay. And then my line of the week. So there's a lot of really good contenders, but I think my line of the week is is the one um, where somebody says, she thinks if condoms are in schools, it might encourage casual sex. And John Griffin comes through and says, that's like saying if cars have seatbelts, it might encourage people to drive. So yeah, that's line of the week, courtesy of John Griffin.
2: I love it. Okay. And then one last thing, because I keep forgetting to do this at the beginning of the episode right after Mary's synopsis, I have the trailer. Are you ready to see Super Ready? Now that we have talked about it, let's see what Fox wanted us to know. Let's do it. On the next 90210, things are getting personal.
1: Andre's trying to round up some people to write about some personal experiences. Some personal sexual experiences.
2: Now, loyalties
1: among friends are divided. Very personal to me if you're not gonna print. I am going to print it. And no one will cooperate. She actually wants us to go and hand out condoms on the street. Plus, new secrets are revealed. What does it matter? I'm pregnant. The school that's cool in Beverly Hills. 90210. Tonight at 8 India on Star What? They just dropped that bombshell. Why would you give that away? Oh my God. Guys,
2: guys, guys. Literally as soon as she said that in the trailer, all of our mouths dropped open.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I wish you guys could have seen what we just did, but we all had the exact same reaction.
2: Who does that? Come on, people. Like, I was for it until the last three seconds. Yeah. God bless America. Like, they really should have been, like, and secrets will be revealed. And be like, what are you talking about? And then cut out. And that's it. Yeah. That's Uh, it. Ruined it. You you just did. You just ruined it. Ever. I'm
1: pregnant. (laughs) Jackie Taylor. The agony.
2: (laughs) She's so upset. So upset. I mean, I probably would be, too, if I was, like, my kid is 16. I'm about to get him out of the house. Like, I just met this new guy. And now I have to have a baby.
0: I mean... Literally, that happened in my high school. My best friend's ex boyfriend was 18. It was his senior year, and whoops, his mom's pregnant. Oh. I mean, with his dad, and they're a Catholic family. So it wasn't like crazy out of the question, but it was still surprising.
2: It's one of those ones where it's like the huge age gap. You're like, are you ready for another? Like, is that yeah. what you had planned in your life? Exactly. Like, right now, that kid is still only. 11 that's
0: 12 so young. yeah one yeah. of my
1: aunts had her last child when her oldest child was like 19 Who boy your family so is massive. Oh, she though. has seven so yeah that's yeah like you have to space them out yeah she yeah. needed a break
0: this was the the seventh sandwich their last name is sandwich oh my
2: <laughs> yeah. god that's so cute that's, yeah
0: so the seventh little sandwich to come around
2: <laughs> little sandwich <laughs> i wish my last name was sandwich yeah it was great that's cute
0: <laughs> Shout out to the sandwich family. I don't know <laughs> Shout out to
2: sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah. That's Well, so n- I guess next it. week we'll find out what happens with Jackie Taylor and Mel Silver's baby that we know that she keeps and grows up to be in the next 90210. Yeah. And Thanks, that, guys.
0: Yeah. I think we'll definitely find out because season two, episode 22 is called And Baby Makes Five.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So
0: we'll probably, most likely, unless they're just throwing us a weird curveball, <laughs> probably hear about it.
2: All right. Well, I guess we'll talk about that next week. Mm-hmm. And until then, you can reach out to us and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Back2Podcast.
0: Yep. And uh, you can also email us,
1: as we mentioned earlier, and as we do every episode, at Back2Podcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. And you can write us a review or subscribe or like or,
2: you know, all of those fun things on your podcast channel app which we'd really appreciate because those help us a lot Mm -hmm. and then it tells us that people are listening and we like you guys and we want to interact with you
0: yeah and be our friends exactly and don't forget if you do leave us a review or anything we'll shout you out and give you a little buzz there um so definitely do that we enjoy doing that it makes us feel good and we want to make sure that people are hearing us so yeah That's all I got. That's all I got. (laughs) Cool. So from all of us at Back 2 Podcast, I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. I'm Mary.
1: Bye.
2: See ya.